Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. What these young bloods have to understand, that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Buckets brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. This is your Monday NBA Playoffs Best Bets episode. Joining me on the Sunday morning mountain time afternoon on the East Coast is Joe Delera. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Delera and the Action Network app. Joe, buddy, how are you enjoying the NBA playoffs so far? NBA playoffs are good. My Knicks were 1-0, hot start, so... We're we're a quarter of the way to a sweep, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, annoyed. Um, nightmarish weekend or Saturday for me. We'll see how Sunday shakes out. Nightmarish weekend for me. Um, either I got all the bad breaks from my analysis was just really, really off. All the things that I'm like, mm, benches don't matter that much in the playoffs. The benches mattered a lot. Mm, you know, offensive rebounds, you can fix that with more effort. No, that mattered too. So I got absolutely slaughtered. We'll see if I can rebound on Sunday and going into Monday's slate. That's how it goes. Uh, reminder, everything we talk about today can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. Best way for you to track your picks. You get up the second information with the bets and money and coming in. You can get all of Joe's picks in there. Just go to the follow button, search for Joe Delera, and you'll find his picks in there. Joe, as we always do, we're going to go around the slate and say what our best bets for the uh, Monday slate are. What are your best bets for Monday? I'm going to be taking the Brooklyn Nets plus 10 and Steph Curry to have over one and a half first quarter rebounds. Okay. Uh, I am taking the Philadelphia 76ers minus 10, and I'm taking the Golden State Warriors minus one because I enjoy pain. Let's uh, go to your Curry pick first. So the Warriors lead for the majority of the game, lose it late behind an absolutely incredible run from De'Aaron Fox, who was absolutely sensational in that game. Uh, really phenomenal performance. The Warriors had 31 assists. The Warriors had more three-pointers made. Uh, they won their minutes with Steph Curry, and yet they lose this basketball game behind, again, just a really incredible moment for the Kings franchise uh, in that game, the Warriors get the, uh, get, get the loss. The Kings win 126, 123 came down to the wire. Still, despite all of those uh, dramatics from Fox, you mentioned Curry rebounds over one and a half of the first quarter. What's the angle there? 
So part of it is that his minutes really kind of change in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. And we saw this last year. It took him like one or, or it took him a couple games, partially because he was returning from injury, I believe. Uh, I think if we all recall, like at the beginning of the playoffs, so they were trying to manage him a little bit. But then he winds up playing at least 10 minutes pretty much every game in the first quarter uh, throughout the playoffs. And for the majority of first quarters, he plays the full first quarter. So game one against the Kings played 10 minutes. Um, and he recorded three first quarter assists and his prop set at five and a half. So you're, it's kind of hard for them to move this too far any which way, right? Um, you're still paying a little bit of juice, maybe about 130. But when you look at his history over the past, uh, like just looking even at last season, right? During the playoffs, once he started getting ramped up, he played 18 minutes or 18 games where he played basically the entire first quarter he recorded uh one rebound in 16 and two or more in 14 so if we count this last game he would be he would have 15 of 19 games you record two first quarter rebounds so it's a good opportunity we know this game is going to be played at a blistering pace they had a 105.5 pace which is just insane so we're going to get a lot of possessions we're going to get a lot of shots and I like Curry to go over this total uh, with Looney kind of being able to box out Sabonis uh, a decent amount. I mean, he still gets a lot of boards, but, you know, it gives an opportunity for Curry there on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. They do uh, do a lot of box outs to make sure Curry gets the ball as quickly as possible, because if you get the ball in Curry, like this has been proven and the Warriors are a very stats heavy organization. If you get the ball in your primary ball handler's hand quicker, that allows them to, to press if there's an opportunity or just set the offense. You have to wait like those extra seconds matter. And like yeah. offense efficiency goes way up. If those guys have the ball first, it's one of the secrets to the whole, like Westbrook is gaming rebounds. Well, the reason that Steven Adams was boxing out and letting Westbrook get those rebounds in OKC is the, the thunder offense was always way better when Russ had the ball. Primarily when he got the ball and a rebound, their offensive efficiency was way higher. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take warriors minus one. Uh, this opened again at Kings minus one, but back to Warriors minus one. We'll see if the public comes back in on the Kings again. It's not that I think that 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 Saturday night was a fluke. I don't like. I think the Kings are good. Um, the Warriors are on the road. They haven't proven they can win this season yet. I just can't come out of that game and feel like that was a performance that makes me feel like the Warriors or the or the Kings are the better team. Um, that they should win this game. I can't get there. Like I just I simply can't get there in terms of uh, how that game played out much of that game was how I felt like it was going to go down. Like you do have Steph Curry being a plus 11 in that game. You do have an advantage in terms of uh, three point stuff. You do have the fact that Demonis Sabonis is almost unplayable in the series. Like it is bad. Like Sabonis finishes in that game. They were outscored when Sabonis was on the floor by nine points in a game that they won with your primary starter. Who's like the most important player on your team. That's absolutely wild. Like, that's crazy that you yeah. won a game in which Sabonis, your all-star, was a minus nine. Uh, when guarded by Jonathan, uh, or I'm sorry, by guarded by Kevon Looney, Sabonis shot three of 13. You go like, well, isn't he going to play better? I don't know. Like, I think this is a tough matchup for him. And he got cooked by Curry, just like we talked about in, in the series preview. Clay played badly. Wiggins shot worse. And those things should stabilize over the course of it. A lot of this is, if the Warriors shoot a little better, just normal guys making a few more shots they're going to be able to go ahead and get they're not going to get run on on defense curry was really bad in terms of his turnovers he had five turnovers that led to a lot of like that feeds what they do curry's got to be better in terms of that kind of stuff but i also trust him to get more settled down and figure this out because of how good um they tend to be in terms of adjustments so 
I will go ahead and I will back the Warriors here. You know, it doesn't I, not, doesn't feel great. That doesn't doesn't feel feel awesome after that game one when everything I, I that I thought was wrong. But I am kind of curious to see what happens uh, in this game. What do you think about Warriors minus one? Yeah, I mean, I think that you got to figure if you're, especially if you were on the Warriors to win this series, like you have to win this game, right? Like this is a must win game for Golden State, I think. And the fact that they're still favored to win the series, I'm not sure if that's like a liability thing or not, but it sure seems that books are ready to take some Golden State action uh, in this game. And they don't, you know, they probably don't want it. They don't want to swing this, the Warriors being dogs after dropping one game. So I think that you're right in terms of the adjustments. And it does feel like one of those games where the Kings stole one, but they kind of needed to. Uh, and you figured they'd have to at least win one of these games at home to have a chance. So hopefully, uh, hopefully for my Kings futures, you know, they don't let off the gas, but I think it could definitely be a little bit of a little bit of a letdown spot after, you know, an emotional game one victory for them. Well, you know how much of an outlier situation this is. I just looked this up over at Killer Sports and a game two series in the first round where a team was a favorite in the first game is a favorite in the second one. Like Warriors did not, I don't think close as a favorite in that one um, are on the road and they lost the first one. That's never happened. Team's never been favored. It's this 2003. A team has not been favored in game two on the road after losing game one. As That's a favorite. crazy. That's, That's crazy. And even as a dog, uh, as a dog, the only one that we have is the 2021 lakers were a dog in the previous one and favored in the second one because chris paul got hurt that was the only situation which that's happened in the first round i do want to look this up and see what it looks like yeah nope i took off the first round that's that's never happened in the playoffs period that team that's crazy a dog in the first one a uh, a favorite in the second one on the road lost the first one um Never that had, they have. That's only that Lakers Suns game is the only one that's that's ever yeah. happened. I mean, it, just, it did feel like a game that you know the Warriors generally have, right? Like they generally win that game, but mm-hmm. it, 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 I'm I'm nervous as like a like an NBA like watcher, right? Like I'm nervous that it's just like this is what the Warriors have been telling us they are all year. Yep, like, they're like okay, like they win yep. all their home games, they lose all their road games. Like that's that's what my concern is looking at this game here. Yeah, for sure. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, all right, let's go to Sixers and Nets. Make the case for the Nets for me. All right, so obviously the the Nets, they, they kind of hung in there during the first half, uh, at least well enough, right? And then seemed to all fall apart a bit in the second half. And they moved the spread. It opened, obviously, last game at eight and a half. This game, we're getting 10. Uh, I, I think part of why I like Brooklyn here is that Philly just was bombing from deep and they shot 50% from three. Obviously, this is something that we, we knew the Nets were probably going to try to do. And Brooklyn also shot well from three. So it's a little bit tough to, to weigh those two things. But I think that Brooklyn has good three-point shooting. So it's not all that surprising to me to see them, you know, perform well from three. Part of the problem for Brooklyn, though, is that they had 19 turnovers, which is just that's a problem. That's a big, that's a major problem for them. And I, I think that they're maybe able to make a couple adjustments there. The one thing that I would like to see them do, and I'm not a hundred percent confident that they'll do it, but they seem to, you know, watching, watching the game and bead was getting doubled at different points or different strategies, different ways. Right. And I'm curious to see if after this first game where Philly just bombed from deep that they're going to say, look, like we'd rather have, and it sounds crazy. Like we'd rather have Embiid take more shots because Embiid's about like an average about average in terms of efficiency. Right. But he just gets so much volume and he's such a great finisher and he gets the free throw line a lot that, you know, he's able to put up these monster numbers and big scores. So I think from a math perspective and Jacques Vaughn's a pretty, is a good coach. I think that maybe they will say like, all right, like we'll live with that. It just because it's almost inevitable and we'll deal with, we'd rather cut down on three point shooting because that's where we can kind of get our edge. We can get our variance. And at just at 10 points, uh, I like I like the spot, especially with the fact that Bridges kind of got whatever he wanted. So I think we see a little bit better game from Dinwiddie, and uh, I, I think Bridges just continues to score it like pretty much at will. Okay, so I, I hear you on this. Uh, I'm going with the historical edge here, based off of the trend. Um, game two, first round. If you're favored in the first one, and you were favored in the second one, and you're home, and you're favored by more than you were in the previous close, thirty-two and six straight up. 24 and 14 for 63% ATS. Yeah. Um, here's the other one. This is since 2017. So let's take that sample and let's make it more recent with three-point variance, which should lean a little bit more towards the underdog. Nine and one straight up, eight and two at 80% ATS. So like the, the numbers say that when the line adjusts, the line movement is correct. Yeah. Um. I bet nets in that first game didn't feel bad about it. I was like, I can't get to this number, but the reality is like, I can't, my numbers can't, even after I did all these adjustments for Kevin Durant and Steph and Kyrie Irving getting traded um, and upgraded the Sixers for how well they've played. Like after I've done like all of this, I can't account for how big of a matchup advantage in the playoffs the Sixers have like yeah. being able to play starters more and a team that doesn't really know how to play together and a team that doesn't have any centers and like, all these types <laughs> of things. Like, Embiid didn't play well. Like no. Embiid did not have a good game. And no. 
like he shot seven to 15 from the field. That's bad for him. He had 26 points. The guy averages 34. Like this is simply like he can play better. He should play better. Um, He had two turnovers in that game. Now I still see a lot of like, like some of Sixers fan Sixers writers were like, you're just seeing how much better he is at, as a distributor, as a playmaker, eh. uh, he had three assists, and there was like a lot of like really like he. They were all he, at the beginning, too. Yeah. They all were at the beginning of the game. Yeah, like so. Once the Nets settled into their rotations, like he's still going to struggle with double teams. Like I'll look yeah. at NBA turnovers for game for game two. Um, yeah. However, you know Harden had such a massive game with seven threes. He was one of eight from two point range. Weird, right? But, like. Yeah. Okay, the the Nets switch a lot. That's tough on Harden. Sure, sure, still weird. Um, Tyrese Maxey, three of eight from the like. A lot of this is this was a game that the Nets should have stolen. Like they should have taken that one. Yeah, and they didn't because the gap between these two teams is just that wide, based off of not only team quality but matchup. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna lay the ten. I will see where I'm at for game three as far as a Nets spot, but right now, um, I want to be on the Sixers side. And I will live with the consequences if I get burned by, well, you know, so it was closer, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like yeah. I'm in it. These first round series are tough right now for me. They're brutal, I'm just bro. like, don't have a good feeling on what's going on. And I don't know what to take from game one and what to overreact to and what not to overreact to from the Saturday slate. Yeah. I mean, this is tough. Like I was, I'm on Philly to sweep this series. So like, I'm not, I wouldn't be, I would be very surprised, honestly, if Brooklyn's able to win. I just think that at 10 points, because if Brooklyn's going to go home and the spread's going to be what, like minus six and a half probably or something like that, which is like, like the, the, the 10, the 10, just at when I'm looking at this and I was looking at, I was tempted by the eight and a half in game one. So what I'm seeing at 10 here now in game two, and I think that Philly shot so well from deep that I think that they have some answers for MB just in terms of double teaming him and what the stress that can put on him. So uh, I'll, I'll grab the 10 here, but we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. This edge does drop when you go to a 10 point differential. So, or a 10 point line. I looked that that up. Uh, if you favored at home, favored in the previous one at home um, and the line is uh, line has gone in your direction from game one, if it's moved towards you and it's a double digit, just nine and seven down to 56%. So bigger number, harder to cover, but yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, game three might be the Nets cover spot, but even then, like I'm going to have to cover one game. They'll cover one game in the series. Like it's really is like, can they cover one game in the series? Cause it really does look to be over. Um, I want to ask you about, um, a couple of, of, of prop angles on this, like Mikhail Bridges with 30 points um in that that game one to get outscored by 14 do we is that like do you think that there's going to be a, a massive adjustment in the market on mikhail what do you like how do you factor in mikhail's performance and what it looks like going forward i mean they reopened his prop back again i think it's 26 and a half for today's uh for this game for monday's game right but the thing that i was watching is they were just letting they were just sitting in their drop and just letting him kind of do whatever he wanted to do in the second half they started kind of throwing guys at him like pretty much when he got the ball but I don't think that Philly is all that concerned with a guy that's mostly taking twos and they're just gonna say like we'll just do this we're not gonna we're not gonna really foul you we're not gonna send you to the line because he's a good free throw shooter but we'll just we'll just kind of live with the consequences of you playing one-on-one with somebody that's gonna just drop to the basket and make you take some floaters or like short twos so I think that that's a spot like Brooklyn, if they're going to win or they're going to contend, you got to just let Bridges 
kind of do his thing and hope that some of the other supporting guys can bang out their threes. So uh, I think that he's still in a, in a spot that I would bet. And I think that Dinwiddie's assists, like he started with six assists in the first half and then managed one in the second half. They set him again at eight and a half. That's a spot that I think I want to go back to the well with, even though we missed, it just felt like, it felt like Brooklyn just wasn't like he was turning the ball over. He was making some bad passes. Um, but I, I, I would, he's just, that's all he does. He just dimes now for them. So those are two spots that I would probably look at in that game. So I thought that they would give Tyrese Maxey the majority of the minutes versus the bench units. I was like, okay, yeah. they'll stagger and they may play Harden and Maxey, but they'll play Maxey. And instead like Maxey played road, like starter rotation. Yeah. And I was really surprised by that. Um, to the point where I kind of wonder if the angle I want to play on the series from a prop side is the Anthony Melton okay. and maybe look at a PRA for him. I don't necessarily want to go on a, on a specific angle. I want to try and get, cause he can contribute in a lot of ways, right? Like he can add, he can yeah. score. He yeah. shot uh, two of nine from the field, right? That's probably an outlier. He probably scores a little bit more there. A little bit better. Re- I would say. Yeah. 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 Rebounds and assists. So when, whenever his props come up, um, is that something I can like, I need you to be honest with me. Is that something that you would that you would think is a solid play or not? I, yeah, I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense, uh, especially because he is somebody that can stretch the floor as well. Like he takes a lot of threes. Um, I might be interested in like like a one three and then like an alt like like a lower line on his PRA because you can kind of do that on some of the same game parlay builders, right? So yeah. it's like you figure if he's gonna hit that, he has to he has to score a little bit. So and he and he takes a lot of threes. So if you get if you add like one three and then assuming his PRA is at what like 12 and a half, maybe if you take it down to 10, yeah. then it's like how do you it's like you're you have your odds to hit this skyrocket, right? Yeah. So I think that that might be a way to take Melton in a role uh, where you're where you're looking at, and I think you're reading it right too. You're just like he's getting more minutes, and the odds of a blowout are like always at risk here, right? So Melton would play in that spot. Like he's he's gonna he'd get a little bit more run if the game kind of gets out of hand. I would say, and he's good enough, especially defensively, that you're gonna want him on the floor, kind of no matter what. Like he's gonna be in the rotation. Maxi had a bad game. Um. He shoots three of eight from the field, just eight field goal attempts. You know, six boards, three assists, three steals for Maxi, but just 13 points on eight shots. Um, I wonder if that's a Bridges thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because if you – I thought they would use Bridges more on Harden, but maybe the Sixers' idea was if we play Maxi and Harden, it forces them to use Din- or to use Bridges on Maxi because of the speed. And then that kind of opens up Harden a little bit. So maybe maybe that's kind of what they're they're doing. They're like sacrificing Maxi for the ability to have Dinwiddie on Harden instead. Yeah, so that'll be the big adjustment I think for Game Two is whether or not they move because part of this is the Nets will pre-switch, right? Because yeah. Harden's just going to be like, I don't want, I'm like, I'm not going to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, Harden's <laughs> never going to be like, oh, I want ISO the hardest defender. He's going to be like, give me, give me the big, give me, give yeah, me, give, give me somebody me. else. <laughs> yeah, give me Claxon. Um, so like we'll see what kind of like how they orchestrate that, but that's something to watch maybe as the series goes on. Yeah. If the Nets get into we're gonna pre-switch and have Bridges guard, I don't know, they can't guard Embiid. No, so like, have him guard Tobias have, or whatever. Bias, yeah, which yeah. is yeah. Um to try and pre-switch some of that. Maybe that's the a mechanic we can watch out for. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Joe's got Nets plus ten. He's got Steph Curry over one and a half rebounds in the first quarter yeah. uh, i've got warriors minus one 
just take care of business dubs come on uh <laughs> and i've got sixers minus 10 we'll see how it goes uh check back tomorrow we'll have another episode tomorrow for the tuesday slate make sure to check that out i'll actually be back this is coming up on monday morning those episodes will normally hit your inbox uh late in the afternoon that's our normal schedule is like they will be up in the afternoon the day before the next day's games so you can kind of think about it and listen to it and think about your bet and give you a little bit of time before those those games start you can check those out in the feed our thanks to david Payne, our producer as always make sure to follow joe on twitter and in the action network app we'll see you guys again tomorrow until then let's get buckets action network reminds you please gamble responsibly if you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.